0: Hey, my name's David, the host of Ambisonic Spaces, and I just want to thank you for listening. And I want to tell you about a new feed of the show called Ambisonic Spaces Plus. If you're a sound designer, work in game audio, if you're a field recording enthusiast, or just want to support this podcast, check out subscribing to the Patreon page, Ambisonic Spaces Plus. There you'll be able to gain access to listen to episodes in spatial audio. All you need is some AirPods that support head tracking and the Patreon app or Safari. Just connect your AirPods to their device, turn on head tracking and listen through Patreon. The sounds dynamically change around you as you move your head. Super cool and a very immersive experience. You'll also have access to download assets to use for your game audio projects in engines like Unreal and Unity, or use them for sound beds for any project that you have. And finally, as a Patreon, you can import the RSS feed into Apple Podcasts and listen through spatial audio there as well. Is it possibly the first ambisonic spatial audio dynamic head tracking podcast ever? Perhaps. But check out the free samples on Patreon to hear for yourself. Links in the description. Find out more at ambisonicspaces.org. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Ambisonic Spaces. I've loved being in nature since I was a kid. I remember spending hours outside in the forest, building forts, rope swings, climbing trees and rocks. I'm so grateful that I was able to discover the world in that way at such a young age. Now I find myself taking frequent hikes, walking my dog through the forests and just taking it all in. I also love recording those experiences. I think of it kind of like a time capsule that preserves the space so that moments can be relived. When now there are just so many other things that distract us and grab our attention from the moment. I find it a way to focus on being present. It can be therapeutic. When you hear the term field recording, what do you think of? Maybe it's someone standing in the middle of nowhere pointing a microphone in a random direction, or maybe someone recording a specific sound for TV, movies, games, or even a podcast like this one. Lots of sound artists are discovering new ways of delivering traditional field recordings, but some are delivering these sonic snippets in new, interesting ways that are outside of the box. Meet Eduardo Patricio.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Eduardo Patricio. I'm a sound designer and lecturer. Currently teaching at the Music Academy in Witkosz in Poland.
0: Eduardo specializes in ambisonics, a type of 3D audio that is dynamically immersive to the listener.
1: I am focused on sound for games. Spatial sound, sound design for VR movies, immersive storytelling, that kind of thing. In
0: this special episode of Ambisonic Spaces, we find out how Eduardo has taken his knowledge of ambisonics, VR, and storytelling to craft an interactive sound walk in Belfast, Ireland, to experience our surroundings by just using your
1: phone. So several artists uh, were invited to create sound walk experiences that would run on a mobile app for Android and iOS. But what is a
0: sound walk? A sound walk is just a walk or excursion with a focus on listening to the environment. The term was first used by the members of the World Soundscape Project in the 1970s. Okay, so that's pretty cool. But why have an immersive soundwalk by having your phone and some AirPods overlaying sounds of the
1: environment you're already listening to? The idea is that the interactive application running this interactive sonic construct is forcing, in a way, people to focus just to listen.
0: The reason I wanted Eduardo to tell a story of an interactive soundwalk experience is to highlight the importance of being in the moment, a sort of joy that I have found and that can be experienced by being in the moment, and to compare how the sonic world can actually change through human interaction. Eduardo brings an interesting, interactive way to experience and compare the sonic world we pass through every day, even though we sometimes tune it out.
1: So the first part of the sound walk, you have the actual natural sound of the area. And on the way back, how how this could be busier or different in the future. So beyond other more practical reasons to do field recordings, such as having material for movies or games, there's that. If we listen more, we understand more.
0: So let's rewind a bit and see how Eduardo, Nature Walks, 3D recordings, how all of this comes together so we can understand more. I encourage you to check out eduardopatricio.com and his socials down there in the description. Thanks for listening.
1: What you can hear now in the background is the sound from an old path by the river Lagan connecting Belfast and Lisburn. That's uh, in Northern Ireland. The path is about 18 kilometers long, I believe, and it's usually used by people looking for relaxing leisure activities, you know, just just walking, cycling as well as the the local population just getting to work, school, etc. It's full of little interesting spots and what I call a, a morphing soundscape. As you go down the path you're gonna find changes in the environmental sounds. Okay, but Let's back up a little here, and let me just tell you a little bit more about me and what I do. I was born in Brazil on a tropical island, full of sounds, mostly non-natural I'd say, but that's another story. Um, At a younger age I worked for many years as a musician, I have a degree in psychology, but everything else in life pushed me to dealing with sound in a broader perspective, so that's how I ended up in sound design. My work and research are not focused on sound conservation per se, so field recording to me is primarily a component of my creative practice. Having said that, one of my artistic goals is to enable other forms of listening. So. What I mean is, literally anywhere, anytime we stop to listen, just listen, not doing anything else, we find, quote-unquote, new things. We'll notice components, actors, layers, processes, whatever, many things that we hadn't noticed until we just stop and listen. That can enable an aesthetic experience because of the novelty, the sensorial novelty. But it can also lead to understanding what's around us better. Ultimately, this other listening practice, non-conventional or focused listening practice, will also change how we relate to new spaces, known places, and most certainly how we appreciate and value them. So, that's something I'm interested in. So, if you're still with me here, um, I see field recording as a way to connect with the spaces we occupy. Does that lead to sound conservation? Well, maybe. But the main idea here is understanding and connecting to places in a deeper way. Sound is a powerful component of any reality and tapping onto it can be very informative. Okay, now back to Belfast. Uh, This path I mentioned earlier is called Lagan Toll Path. Lagan is the river crossing the city and it's a toll path because in the past when the river was open for navigation and an important commercial uh, channel, boats would go to and fro tolled by animals. So, ships on the river, small boats on the river, and horses cattle on the path, pulling on those boats. Um, now, this 18 kilometer long path is used for leisure and commuting. It's part of a preservation area, a national park, I believe. The place has an interesting story and general configuration, but... What I really like about it is that it's kind of a natural hideout. What I mean is, with no more than a few steps, you go from an urban environment, so you're kind of in Belfast, you're in the city, and a few steps, you're completely surrounded by a a natural environment. So I'm talking vibe and sound-wise. So, you're in the woods, the sound changes, the vibe changes, everything changes very quickly. A short walk and you're there. That's mainly because of the configuration of the roads, housing and the woods around the area. Um, I used to live in Belfast and that, that was a place I liked to spend time in. It just looked beautiful, it sounded great, not too many people around and easily accessible. So, at some point during my PhD studies at Queen's University, in Belfast. I was invited to take part in a project called Belfast Soundwalks. So several artists uh, were invited to create sound walk experiences that would run on a mobile app for Android and iOS. I then decided to have my interactive sound walk that was GPS-based, exploring the lag and path the finished work was called Lock1 Memories. So this would run as part of the application. On mobile phones, people would download uh, the application, download the, the sound files, and then go to that specific place. And when they get there, the whole interactive uh, sound walk would be triggered. So basically, I defined the range of the, the, the sound walk. I chose a specific area of the towpath and started doing some field recordings in the area. In parallel I I wanted to learn more about the towpaths so I did some online research, checked maps, pictures, basic history, etc. And then I stumbled upon something let's say a bit bigger. The city council had epic plans to reopen the river for navigation, mostly for leisure purposes, I believe, tourism, uh, etc. And not only that, but the area I was recording, the spot that has almost this magical quality of quickly switching from the urban environment uh, to a natural one, that spot would have major changes and even host a touristic center with a restaurant, etc. In other words, if the renovations were carried out, the place would become completely different. Aesthetically, functionally, socially, and for sure, sonically. I then started to interview some people I always saw there. I wanted to find out how they felt about the place, why they liked it, what role it played in their lives, etc. Eventually, I started to mention the, the, the city plans to change the whole area, so the renovation plans. And I was surprised to learn that no one, absolutely no one, had heard of such plans. That's when I had the idea to incorporate the news of the transformation, this renovation, in the interactive sound walk itself. In short, the sound walk was then divided in two parts. In the first one, the listener would have only environmental sounds, plus some sounds from the usual human presence, footsteps, isolated chatter, bicycle bypasses, etc. And then later, an invisible voice would talk about the renovation plans and suggest the listener to think about the possible outcomes of such changes. That would be the start of part two of the sound walk. The soundscape would then change with added encoded elements. So the whole sound walk was prepared in a and then rendered as binaural audio. So for the second part I added all sorts of additional sound effects that aren't found in the area. Sounds of boats, uh, additional water splashing, louder uh, and fuller chatter, distant music etc. So the first part of the sound walk you have the actual natural sound of the area, and on the way back, how, how this could be busier or different in the future. Someone could ask, why have the sound of the place being played back in the same place that it was recorded, so people could just listen to the the sound from the area. The idea is that the interactive application running this interactive sonic construct is forcing, in a way, people to focus, just to listen. So in that sense, the Sound Walk is directing people to do exactly what I mentioned at the beginning. The idea of, if we stop and just listen to the sounds, we start to notice other things. And also, there were some other tricks and fun things, so if you stop for too long in a specific place, the sound would change, distorted, kind of psychedelic in a way, and So they would, uh, and maybe push people to, to keep walking, or I don't know, just stop in place and keep listening to all the crazy sounds. And I also added some key elements using spatial sound recordings, for example, maybe birds singing on a specific tree that's very close to the path and a person might be doing the sound walk during winter, those birds won't be there then. But they're in the recorded interactive sound walk. So when you visit the place then, and because it was recorded right there with spatial sound, it creates that strong illusion that there are birds up on that tree. That illusion is very strong. So the Sunwalk kind of plays also with this notion of the illusion. What am I hearing is the sound from the outside, from the inside, but in general it has this idea of focused listening. I also added some excerpts from from the interviews, the, the talks I had with people by the river. Some intriguing, some just funny. I remember asking someone how they felt about the renovation plans for the area and the river having. Boats again going up and down. And then the guy said that. The ducks will be happy. The ducks and the geese and all disappear. Uh The whole thing will all change. In his mind the boats wouldn't be disturbing the ducks on the river, but the ducks would be happy because there would be more activity and would be more festive or something. But anyway, as far as I know, the major renovation plans for that area were slightly changed. It seems they were somewhat simplified. To be honest, I haven't had the chance to visit Belfast in years, but I know that the very same area I made the interactive soundwalk for now has a new pedestrian bridge across the river and a new lock that will allow boats to go up and down the, the river again. So in practice, the place and the soundscape are already different from what they were just a couple of years ago. Okay, so to sum this up, this Sound project, Lock One Memories, done in Belfast, was especially engaging and important to me because it allowed me to raise some questions about a shared space I considered unique. And not only that, but I got the chance to register in some detail the environmental sound of the area the way it was then. So if bigger structural and urban changes do happen, inevitably impacting the soundscape will have that documentation of how the sound used to be in the past. And again, I strongly believe that paying attention to how things sound around us can be a powerful strategy to help us better understand the world we live in, our social interactions, and a lot more. So beyond other more practical reasons to do field recordings such as having material for movies or games, there's that. If we listen more, we understand more. I guess that's probably enough. Thanks for listening and see you around. Cheers. Carol. Yes. Eduardo's recording the... Yes. Birds. Yes. And distress.
0: Yes. Big thank you to Eduardo Patricio for sharing his thoughts, knowledge, and recordings on ambisonic spaces. To find out more, please visit ambisonicspaces.org and consider donating to keep episodes like this coming. Or just like and share this podcast to your friends and family. Thank you for supporting Sonic Conservation.
1: every nurse was on today. they
0: took her to the um He's Why would you now And she says she never obsessed with problems. Totally different guys. Thanks, And i to
1: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My name is David, the host of Ambisonic Spaces, and I just want to thank you for listening, and I want to tell you about a new feed of the show called Ambisonic Spaces Plus. If you're a sound designer, work in game audio, if you're a field recording enthusiast, or just want to support this podcast, check out subscribing to the Patreon page, Ambisonic Spaces Plus. There you'll be able to gain access to listen to episodes in spatial audio. All you need is some AirPods that support head tracking and the Patreon app or Safari. Just connect your AirPods to their device, turn on head tracking, and listen through Patreon. The sounds dynamically change around you as you move your head. Super cool and a very immersive experience. We'll also have access to download assets to use for your game audio projects in engines like Unreal and Unity, or use them for sound beds for any project that you have. And finally, as a Patreon, you can import the RSS feed into Apple Podcasts and listen through spatial audio there as well. Is it possibly the first ambisonic spatial audio dynamic head-tracking podcast ever? Perhaps. But check out the free samples on Patreon to hear for yourself. Links in the description. Find out more at ambisonicspaces.org. Thanks for listening.